Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because only the Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed lets you each sleep up to 13 degrees cooler or warmer on either side. While you both sleep at your ideal level of firmness, comfort, and support, your Sleep Number setting. And now our all-new next-gen Smart Beds have temperature benefits. So you sleep better night after night. And now, the new Queen Sleep Number C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because only the Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed lets you each sleep up to 13 degrees cooler or warmer on either side. While you both sleep at your ideal level of firmness, comfort, and support, your Sleep Number setting. And now, our all-new next-gen Smart Beds have temperature benefits. So you sleep better night after night. And now, the new Queen Sleep Number C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Station, and you can see these humming engines. They pump and carry the water from the Pra River over to the treatment plant where treatment starts. Today, Turbidity of the Pra River has reduced to 1,600 NTU due to the rains. Aluminium sulfate is used to clarify or separate particles in the water. Water quality officer for the Dabwasi Headworks of the Ghana Water Company, Stephen Archer, explains the treatment process. We have traces but of heavy metals like lead, uh, cadmium, which are in the acceptable. We are adding them chemical in here. Previously, we were using alum, but we have switched to uh, the polyelectrolyte, which is costing us a lot compared to. We have switched because of the quality of the water we are having, and that is how come we have switched to uh, the polymer and to make sure that your suspended particles in the water are brought down i.e. the turbidity. Yes, please, the turbidity. The turbid nature of the water has led to the destruction of some of the company's pumps. Instead of pumping water, they are pumping salt. And you know, the machine is not used to pumping salt. So when any unwanted particles go in, it destroys our pumps. In the past, the company used 1,440 bags of aluminium sulfate between January and October 2017. But since irresponsible mining polluted the pra, its alum usage increased to 6,484 bags between the same period in 2022. Soon, the alum alone couldn't do the job. The water company had to procure expensive polymers to be able to treat the water. Cost of treatment shot from 832,194 Ghana cities in 2017 to over 3.5 million Ghana cities. 
Fred George Yeboa Aferi is the station manager for Dabwasi Headworks of the Ghana Water Company Limited. When Galamse was not there, we were not spending so much like that. Aside that, stability levels have gone high. It also increased color levels of the raw water. And we need, in so do you need to spend more chemicals to treat the water that you send to your consumers at the final stage. So you could see that the rate, the year from year 2017 to currently 2022, we've quadrupled the amount of money we spent in treating water. Our greatest danger is that, one, we will not get funds to purchase chemicals. And if we don't get funds to purchase chemicals, we cannot do treatment. We need to shut down. When we shut down, to people will go back to their old ways by fetching water uh, is not treated. And in so, in, in so doing, more others will come in, for which we are not happy about. So to reach a stage, we cannot treat, we have to import water which is not good for the country. something happens, you want to know all about it immediately. Here at Joy News, we don't just bring you the breaking stories. We go beyond them to bring you the intricate issues in those developing stories. We are relentless in our probe, detailed in our search, and our commitment to be your most credible news source is one that you can trust, because news is all about you. Joy News, credible, independent, and fearless. Hello everyone, welcome to Prime Tech. Today we have a special conversation, a conversation that surrounds how Ghana sports used to be the most dominant thing simply because talents in obscurity were found through school sporting activities. But over the years, some have described the school sports as a system that is dead. Others have said it has taken a complete nose dive. While there are those who actually believe that School sports is still the area that has the potential of getting us talents to feed into our various sporting uh, disciplines. Uh, one man uh, who was in charge of physical education at the Ghana Education Service, Mr. Emmanuel Domenia, is here to speak to us. Have a, have a clear understanding of what they were doing that brought school sports and produced the talents that we were witnesses and what is not actually happening right here. Uh, as I mentioned, Emmanuel Domenia is my guest today on Prime Tech. Thank you for, very much for your time. Thank you very much, my brother. I it's been a long time. time. It's been a long time. <laughs> sure, How are you doing? Sure, sure. That's great. We are living. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice, nice to have you and to finally see you after such a long time. I'm I remember we did the um, 
SHS Sports Festival together in Cape Coast. Sure, 2017. That was precisely. Six years ago. <laughs> interesting, is, interesting, interesting. Nice, <laughs> nice to um, finally have a conversation surrounding school sports once again. Even after six years. This is Joy News, and this is your election headquarters. The three main organs of the MPP, the National Council, the National Executive Committee, and of course, the Council of Elders just concluded a meeting with the flag bearer hopefuls ahead of Saturday's National Delegates Conference for the party to elect a flag bearer for the 2024 general elections. We can now take you live to the Lisa Hotel, where the General Secretary of the party, Justin Kodia Frimpong, is addressing the media. Meet in 277 polling centers to cast their vote to elect our flag bearer for the 2024 general elections. And as part of the process to ensure that we rally the rank and file of the party together and also to bring all the aspirants together, there was a meeting earlier on today which was organized by the, our party's National Council of Elders. At the meeting, we had the President of our Republic, His Excellency Nanal Danko Kufuado. We also had the former President, John Ajekun Kufo, joining us by Zoom. We had members of the council, National Council of Elders, led by the Chairman of the National Council of Elders, the National Party was led by our able National Chairman, Mr. Stephen Ayesu, in team. We also had members of the Presidential Elections Committee led by our revered Right Honorable uh, former Speaker, Professor Michael Cray, and the aspirants and their agents. The essence of the meeting was for all these key important stakeholders to understand that we are one family and no matter the contest, no matter, no matter the tension that is associated with internal elections, at the end of the day, come November 4th, it is the MPP that will emerge as the winner. So there was a need for us to have this family meeting for everyone to make a comment where people have issues, to raise issues, and for us together to resolve any issue that exists. And I can say that the meeting was highly successful, and we give thanks to the Almighty God for seeing us through this very important meeting. I must also acknowledge that at the meeting too, we had some officers of our diaspora party also joining us. The long and short of it is that we're able to get the four aspirants contesting, namely Honorable Kennedy Japan, His Excellency Dr. Al-Hajj Mohammed Baumia, Dr. Akutoefiye, 
and Honorable Adenimo all signing and an undertaking. And in summary, what they signed to, and I'll read to all of you, one is to accept the primary election results, two, to promote peace and cohesion, three, in the event that they don't win, they will not resign from the party. Four, to support the winner of the primary. Five, to ensure and enforce mechanism that has been established by the party and also to work within the timelines and duration that has been established by the party from now to the results are declared and to respect the decision by the delegates of our party. And these are the signatures of the aspirants who came for the meeting. The reason also why we have called you for this press conference is as you are aware, election of this magnitude comes with its own challenges. And as a party, together with our able presidential elections committee, we have decided to engage you so that at least certain gray areas or certain potential controversies that can emanate are addressed at this press conference. Mr. Chairman, it is important that our party constitution as stipulated in Article 13.11 gives us the composition of the Electoral College. And it's important that we will retreat the composition of the Electoral College. Under Article 13.11, our constitution states, the party's presidential candidates shall be elected by the following delegates. One, all members of the National Council. Two, all voting members of the National Executive Committee. Three, all voting members of the Regional Executive Committees. Four, all voting members of the Constituency Executive Committees. Five, all electoral area coordinators. Six, the five polling station executive officers in each polling station. Seven, 15 members of the National Council of Elders to be elected from amongst themselves. <clears throat> we also have 15 patrons to be elected from among themselves, all party members of parliament, past national officers, three representatives of each of the special organs of the party, 12 delegates from every external branch, funding members who are signatories to the registration documents of the party at the electoral commission, one Tesco representative from each recognized tertiary institutions, all, part, all party card-bearing ministers and deputy ministers, and last not least, all MMDCs. So ladies and gentlemen, these 
are the group that form the electoral college that will be that will let our presidential candidate come November 4th. So in total, we have 204,144 delegates who will cast their votes to elect the party's flag bearer for the 2024 elections. It is important to make this statement. Though unfortunate, our constitution did not capture constituency council of elders and council of patrons. So for the purposes of this presidential election, our constituency council of elders and council of patrons will presidential election, our constituency council of elders and council of patrons will is also important. When we come to the tertiary level, you also realize that women are underrepresented in engineering and those quantitative courses which earn people into occupations that are well paid. And therefore, we need to look at where women are working vis-a-vis -vis men. And also, in terms of education, what type of education and discipline that men and women found themselves so that they can also get access to those occupations that they well. And in that case, we'll be able to bridge the gap. Professor Bambwatin, can we ever have a fair and equal wages regardless of the gender? Well, it will get there because when you go to the developed world, they are almost there. And when you look at historical uh, 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 narrative, as far as wage differentials are concerned, for instance, we look at the U.S. Mm. In the past, the wage differentials were very wide, but now it is coming down. Why? Because they've been able to put measures in place to get women into disciplines, education and discipline, and also the type of occupation that... The Presidential Elections Committee, the chairperson of the Council of Elder or Elders at the constituency shall be to the committee or when a disciplinary committee um, would, would have been initiated. But as a rule, and in line with the rule of law, there is what we refer to as presumption of innocence until a matter is determined. So whereby a person has been suspended under this provision and has not gone through this married committee, and the disciplinary committee has not come out with their verdict and recommended their verdict to the constituency executive, such person will vote. Please, let's take note of it. Where a person has been suspended, proud to appearing before this married committee, or is before the scenario committee, but the matter has not come to finality, such person will vote. However, where the person has gone through the disciplinary committee and the disciplinary committee has come out with its recommendations and has submitted same to the constituency executive committee and sanctions or suspension applied to the person, the person shall not be entitled to vote. But however, also, under conditional amnesty, the constituency executive can look at the merit of their case and pardon such people to vote. Mr. Chairman, in terms of the voting process, 
the Presidential Elections Committee clearly have indicated of the voting process. The Presidential Elections Committee clearly have indicated... ...of Ghana, Professor Williams Babuaten, for your time and education there. Let's move on to some other stories. Interest rates rose again on the money market to 32.17% as government recorded 29.6% over subscription of treasury bill sale to the tune of 3.3 at one place and have several speakers coming to address delegates before voting take place. In this presidential elections, there will be no... I'll reiterate by stating that there will be no congregation on the day of voting. There will be no congregation on the day of voting. And it is worthy to note that no voter shall wear the color of a contestant at the voting, that is T-shirt, branded in an aspirant picture, whether kept or posters of the aspirant. So no one can walk in to the voting center with a branded T-shirt of any of the aspirants. Again, delegates shall not be allowed to enter the voting screen or booth in groups or in pairs. And voting shall also not take place indoors, but in an open place in the full glare of the public. A delegate who has already cast his or her vote shall not be readmitted into the voting perimeter. Any person found directing a delegate on which contestant to vote commits an offense and shall be removed by the police. All voters shall leave the demarcated voting perimeters immediately after voting. It is the duty of the electors all delegates adhere to the rules as has been stated. And no one will be allowed to take pictures of their vote. Anyone who attempts to do that will be arrested by the police and the, and the vote or the ballot paper will be confiscated from the person. Mr. Chairman, another issue that we want to also clarify has to do with payment of dues. Not long ago, there was that directive that to be a member of good standing and to vote, you must pay, you must have paid your dues. But for the purposes of this presidential election, no one will be required to pay the, pay the dues before he or she cast his vote. Mr. Chairman, the number of positive voters that we have is 563 proxy voters that are expected to vote on behalf of, their, of delegates who, for one or two reasons, cannot be present. Again, Mr. Chairman, with respect to regional offices, as we all know, the elections will be conducted in 277 polling centers. For regional offices, they will vote in the constituency in the region. For Ashanti region, the regional officers will vote at Inshayasho. In Ahafo, the regional officers will vote at Esutufi South. For Buno region, 
the regional officers will vote at Sunyani West. For Buni East, regional officers will vote at Nkranza South. For Central Region, they will vote at Cape Coast South. For Eastern Region, they will vote at New Jabin South. Accra, they will vote at Kuali Klote. Northeast, they will vote at Narigu Gambaga constituency. For Northern Region, they will vote at Tamale North. Oti, they will vote at Krachi East. Voter Region, they will vote at Ho West. For Savannah, they will vote at Salaga South. For Upper East, they will vote at Navrungo Central. For Upper West, they will vote at Wa East. For Western Region, they will vote at Takrade. And Western North, they will vote at Seshiri also. So these are the important information that on, on behalf of the Presidential Elections Committee and the party, we want to bring to the attention of the media and the delegate for November 4th presidential primary. Mr. Chairman, at this juncture, I'll pass on the mic for you to address the media with respect to the party message for November 4th. Thank you. and you've been watching live coverage of the news conference organized by the national executive committee of the mpp now a while ago three organs of the party that is the National Council, the Council of Elders, and the National Executive Committee of the party came together. As you may be aware, the National Council is the, highest, the second highest decision-making body of the party. And they came together to meet the aspirants for the November 4 National Delegates Conference of the MPP. And the main task of this upcoming Congress is to elect a flag bearer for the 2024 uh, general elections here in Ghana. And already there are four individuals who put themselves up for election uh, in the MPP, and they are uh, Kennedy Japan, a member of parliament for Asin Central, the vice president, Dr. Mama Dubaumea, former food and agricultural minister, Dr. Owusu Efi Yakuto, and of course, a former member of parliament for Mamboni Asante region, Francis Adenimo. Now, at the end of the meeting, which was held behind closed doors, the general secretary announced to the media the outcome of the deliberations. And ahead of Saturday, he announced that they have 204,000. 144. These are the delegates who will decide who should lead the MPP in the 2024 general elections. Now, out of the 204,144, 563 of them will vote as proxy. They will not physically be there. They've delegated some people to vote on their behalf, and that number is 563. Now, this is a decentralized uh, election process, meaning that the election will take place in the 16 regions, and of course, in, in all the 275 
constituencies across the country. They have delegated 277 centers to serve as polling centers for the Congress on Saturday. The Electoral Commission at Ghana Police Service will be in charge of the process starting at 7 a.m. and ending at 2 p.m. Now, at the meeting, some declarations were made and some affirmations were also made. The aspirants were made to sign on to a code of conduct and a pact that will guide them in terms of their conduct into elections. And four key issues came up. They signed on to one of one is that all of them have pledged and they've actually signed a declaration to accept the outcome of this Saturday's National Delegates Conference of the party. Also, uh, in the case that uh, an aspirant does not win, that aspirant is pledging not to resign and also to support the eventual winner of the Saturday's Congress. And then finally, to work within the framework, respect clear cut boundaries set by the party ahead of the November 4 general election. I'm sure that the party took this decision in view of what happened after the Superdelegates Congress when Alan Chermantin, who came third, uh, resigned from the party, has now formed his own movement uh, to contest the 2024 uh, election as an independent candidate. There is also the issue of some party members who have been suspended, according to the General Secretary of the Party, Justin Kodiafrimpom. If you are a suspended member of the MPP, but you are here to have your day before the disciplinary committee of the party, you stand in good position to vote in the Congress. But if a disciplinary committee has found you guilty of whatever misconduct you may have embroiled yourself in, then you are disqualified from voting in Saturday's election. Again, let me reiterate the point that, according to the General Secretary, if you are a suspended member of the party, if you are a suspended delegate of the party, and you are yet to be put before the disciplinary committee of the party, you are in a good position to vote in the upcoming uh, conference of the party this weekend. And then the other matter is also about uh, dues payments. For those who have not paid their dues up to date, the clearance here is that you are also in a good position to vote in the upcoming uh, this Saturday National Delegates Conference of the party. In all, 204,144 will be voting in 277 centers. And the party is also frowning on people who go to the polling center, vote, take pictures of it. The call here from the general secretary, if you are found to have done so, the police will have the powers to arrest and prosecute you. So these are some of the facts. Again, let me go through uh, the, 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 the declaration that the four aspirants, the vice president, Dr. Mohamed Baum, uh, Kennedy Japon, Dr. Koto Ousufie, and of course, Fainsad Enimo, they've signed on to. They have committed to accept the outcome of the results uh, for the party's conference this Saturday. And also, they will support whoever emerged as winner in the conference. And they will not resign and contest uh, as a program going forward into the 2024 election. We'll take you back to the Alisa Hotel because the party's national chair, uh, Stephen and Tim, will also take his turn to deliver the head of Saturday's uh, conference of the party. This is joining us. We'll take you back to the Alisa Hotel now.
November 4 marks a defining moment for the new patriotic party. With top contenders like Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, outspoken Maverick Kennedy Ohinie Japong, the tenacious Francis Ade Nimo, and former Agric Minister Ifriye Akuto, who will lead the NPP into the future. Joy News brings you the most comprehensive coverage of the NPP presidential primaries. We build up with our special political desk series, Fear Delegates, demystifying the concept of a delegate and giving you an intimate look at the real faces behind the term. Join Joy News for the insightful election eve analysis where our team of data and political analysts break down the intricate issues and voting trends. We will also bring you our mini documentaries telling the stories of each of the aspirants. Be part of the moment. Be part of the decision. This November 4, stay informed. Stay with Joy News, your election headquarters. This is your election headquarters, and this is our live coverage of the MPP's uh, news conference after a closed-door meeting with the aspirants for this weekend's National Delegates Conference to elect a flag bearer for the party. Again, let me go over the numbers as announced by the General Secretary of the party. You know, 204,144 will be voting in 277 centers across the country. This is a decentralized election process, meaning all constituents who vote in their constituency capitals. Now, we're going to have more discussions on the issues that have come up, including the parts that have been signed by the four aspirants. Uh, again, let me go over those who are in, in, in position to be voted for. The number of parliament for Asin Central Candidate Japan, of course, the uh, Vice President Dr. Mama Dubaomiya, Francis Adenimo, former, former member of parliament for Mampom, and former Food and Agricultural Minister Dr. Owusu Efriye Akoto. These are the four individuals. And all of them, they've committed to a part to say that they will accept the outcome of the election result. They will not resign in the event that they do not make it and they will not go independent, and they will, they will support the eventual winner. Our three on the polls will have more on this for you, plus analysis on the way forward. But Saturday, tomorrow, Saturday at 7 a.m., that's where our coverage will start. But on Friday night, friends, discussion with Evan Spencer, uh, Winston and Wine, of course, the data team to, you know, uh, analyze the chances of all the four individuals who are contesting in the Congress and to come to some you know, conclusion, you don't want to miss that analysis. That clearly was set the tone for what is to come on Saturday. And on Saturday at 7 a.m. will be, you know, the 277 centers that are seven as polling centers for the election. And, of course, you, you, you can't go wrong with Joy News and, of course, Joy 99.7 FM and all affiliates across the country for a comprehensive coverage of the MPP's National Delegates Conference. This is your election headquarters. My name is Elton Broby. At 3, we'll have more analysis on the MPP ahead of Saturday. marks a defining moment for the new patriotic party with top contenders like
The 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is more than an exhibition. It's the gateway to your dream home. Don't miss this chance to make informed decisions about every aspect of your living space. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. We are bringing everything housing under one roof just for you. See you there. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats, Rent to Own, and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough, Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual security, complete security solution. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.